here in the flesh, if I do believe, is Mr. Mike Yardley, our travel correspondent. How are you doing, sir? Very good, Jack. I thought I should come and welcome you back to Razor Country. It's so, yeah, so good. We, well, Razor Country, we, we call it Razor Country even if he's the all-back coach? Yes, it's sort do. of Razor Country that no one's... <laughs> Preaching too loudly about the Crusaders this morning, funny no, that's enough. That's true, yes. yes. But, but a bit of a rusty start. A little bit. Mm. When is it not a rusty start? That's it. I'd be worried yeah. if they started well. Mm-hmm. You know, that, exactly. would, that, would, that would give me cause for concern. <laughs> um, hey, anyway, um, we are turning our attention this morning to southern New England. So this is uh, on the US Northeast. North of New York City, yep. but south of Boston, right? Yep. So in, in that corridor there, Hartford mm-hmm. and Springfield. Yeah. And if you were planning a bit of a New England road trip, why would you add Hartford to the list? Well, there's only so many lobster rolls you can eat. So yes. I think you need to head into the heartland. <laughs> and I think uh, southern New England particularly has all sorts of really interesting gems. Hartford, to me, is sort of like a byword for Mark Twain. Because if you go there, uh, you can see the Mark Twain House and Museum. So yeah. Mark Twain, a.k.a. Um, Samuel Clemens and his wife Olivia, they commissioned the house in Hartford. And it's just an incredible insight into that sort of late 19th century high society living because he was like a real nerd when it came to new technology. Ah. So Alexander Graham Bell had just invented the telephone yeah. and of course uh, Samuel Clemens he wanted <laughs> one of the first so it's there in this yeah. house. Oh really? So it's really cool all sorts of sumptuous uh, interior designs He's, he got Lewis Tiffany of Tiffany fame yeah. uh, to do the interior design work in the house. Oh my gosh. So you see all this really cool stuff and just all the really nice homely touches like um the gorgeous library room and the jungle room, which was like the conservatory for the house. Yeah, yeah. The kids loved the jungle room. And when you walk in it, you just think, wow, this jungle room must have been such a font for inspiration when yeah. it came to Mark Twain's writing. Yeah, yeah. and did he write like some of his best-known works there? Yeah, pretty yeah, much right. all of them. Um, like all of the big kahunas, uh, Adventures of Tom Sawyer, The Prince and the Pauper, Huckleberry Finn, they yeah. all came out of this house in Isn't Hartford. is that interesting that it comes out yeah. of Hartford? Because when you... Th- like when I think about Hartford mm. and I think about, say, like the Mississippi. Yeah. That's and I it. think about, yeah, well, yeah. yeah, I don't connect those two Not areas at all. at all, but this jungle room you think was a bit of a key. I think so. And yeah. the other really curious thing, Jack, right across the road lived Harriet Beecher Stowe oh. of Uncle Tom's Cabin yeah. fame. Yeah. They were good friends, but there must have been something in the water in Hartford, I think. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, And so uh, if you go head, head up the road, 30 minutes north, yeah. Springfield mm. is home to Dr. Zeus. Yes. I mean, it's really sort of like a glorified literary trial <laughs> yeah, it is. in southern New England. And it is quite impressive. The places you will go in Springfield, uh, the amazing world of Dr. Zeus Museum. It's this magnificent new drawer in town. And, of course, it is dedicated to one of their most famous sons, Theodore Geisel. And if you are a Dr. Seuss nerd, you will know that his first book was, and to think that I saw it on Mulberry Street, and you can actually go and see Mulberry Street, which is close to the museum. But I've always thought it's odd that um, if you think of all the amazing Dr. Seuss characters, why have they not been immortalised into a theme park? Yeah, that's a a really good point. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. Maybe maybe we should do this. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there'd be no copyright problems whatsoever with that. Yeah. (laughs) See, that's really interesting. I I had always assumed that... um, 
the, like those stories were were based in New York or somewhere like that, mm. you know. But um, I I didn't realize it was based on based on his um in his own neighborhood. That's yeah. quite amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, there are some really cool attractions at the museum. Obviously, all the life size characters like the cat in the hat and mm. the lorax and the Grinch, obviously. So selfie central. And then they've got this incredible sculpture garden outside, which you can basically climb all over, and it's all of his characters immortalized in bronze, and that's free to go to. Right. So that's yeah. like the smaller version of our million dollar idea yes yeah <laughs> um <laughs> springfield's also uh, home to the basketball hall of fame yes now you need to go there yeah if you have not been there before i haven't i would love to because yeah. i know you're a big lebron I james am fan. a massive lebron james fan yeah and um i actually played a game of virtual hoops with <laughs> lebron How'd that go? I was useless. <laughs> yes, funny that. My vertical leap got, was useless too. Relative to LeBron, you were, you were useless. I know you, you're, a, you're an accomplished athlete in your own oh, realm. but <laughs> Incredible. But yeah, no, the Hall of Fame in Springfield is another really good reason why you need to go to Springfield because uh, James Naismith was a Springfield right. local. Um, yeah. In fact, I think he invented the game of basketball in the Springfield YMCA. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, wow. I wonder yeah. how, how many Springfields there are in the US. There's a lot, Jack. Yeah, like one in every state or something. Yeah. Right? yeah. And this is not the Springfield uh, of Simpsons fame. Well, is th- uh, does that even exist? Well, that's yeah. open to conjecture, yeah, right. isn't it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, okay. fantastic, the Hall of Fame. Um, they've got, you know how like at the All Blacks experience at Sky City, they've got all those like interactive gimmicks yeah, yeah. at the end where you can do your line outs. Very similar sort of setup at the Hall of Fame in Springfield. Right, okay. Yeah. So quite a few interactive things yeah. as well. As, Brilliant. Yeah, nice. Oh, that yeah. sounds great. And just out of town, the centre of the universe, <laughs> the centre, uh, the Yankee Candle Village. Isn't that a great tagline? <laughs> is that the, is that the official? That is um, theirs. Oh, I love it. Yeah, the okay. centre of the universe. Yeah, yeah, that's very good. So this is the world's largest candle shop. Um, they have got 200,000 <laughs> oh Yankee God. candles. <laughs> 200 fragrances. I... Um, Found out the number one selling candle at Christmas is Christmas cookie. Oh, yeah, which is okay. yeah, yeah, which is popular here. Pine, yeah, the pine, yeah, the yeah, pine's yeah. big here too. Yeah. That's true. Um, year round, white tea, Midsummer's Night, and Island Spa are the top three. White Worldwide. tea, white tea. I feel like white tea's underrated usually. So that's good. <laughs> is it not even the candle scent, but just white tea, full stop? But mm. um, yeah, mm. okay. Mm. Oh, that's very interesting. So you can just go completely nuts buying your candles there. The only downside to this, Jack, is that the average Yankee candle weighs about 600 grams. Oh, okay. So okay. there's only so many you can take back. This is the problem. Yes. And it's actually quite cruel because they are deeply discounted at the Yankee oh, Candle Village. Oh, of course they are. They're about yeah. 20% of the price that oh. they are here. <laughs> ah, criminal. That's not fair. <laughs> so um, they've got 200,000 of them. Is yeah. it a bit, you know when you go to farmers and you sort of, you go, when you walk past the um the the perfume area, the sort of a fog in the uh, air, can be very. I always find it very hard to distinguish mm. between the different scents when I go to those sorts of places. That's Is true. it like that when you have two hundred thousand, or can you distinguish quite easily if you're trying to pick out a flavour? When you first walk into the emporium mm-hmm. uh, of two hundred thousand candles, it is sort of like this just overwhelming explosion of fragrance, and you yeah. don't really know what you're smelling, but. I think they are quite ingeniously designed because when you pick up each individual candle, yeah. you can decipher you can it. its distinctive yeah, yeah, yeah. smell. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. sounds great. I thank you. Um, for more of Mike's tips on tripping southern New England, beyond the cost, um, Mike's article is up on the Newstalk ZB website, newstalkzb.co.nz forward slash lifestyle. 90% of parenting is just thinking about when you can have a break. 
And when you do take a break, enjoy the Parenting Hangover podcast. They go together like a tutu and jandals. We've said from the get-go, we ain't parenting experts. No. But it's cool to hear, what is your neighbour doing? What do they say? A problem shared is a problem halved. Oh, that's good. Not that my children are problems, or a, but I feel better talking about it. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.